Hi, everyone. I'm Shannon Bodie. Welcome back to the Love in the Mirror podcast, episode 33. We're looking at separation and perhaps the illusion of separation today. And you get to hear yours truly go into maybe a little bit more of a personal share than I typically do. But my hope is that it's universally applicable for those of you who might resonate. Welcome to the Love in the Mirror podcast. So welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining me for episode 33. Love in the Mirror covers a lot for folks who are uh, trying to make a difference in their own lives and in their corner of the planet, whatever that means for you. And the title of this podcast really comes from this idea that we see ourselves in each other and uh, that we're really not alone in our efforts, even though some days it might feel that way. So I am going to go there a little bit and really address that today with this idea of separation, our separateness from each other and our illusion of separateness from each other and ourselves. And let me tell you where I'm starting. This past year, really no words, right? As I record this, it's uh, the beginning of April, 2021, and uh, have been doing this podcast for over a year. And we had no idea where we were going to end up at this point last year. And there has been so much that's gone down. There's so much that's come up. There are people that we have not seen for a year. There are divisions that have gotten wider. And there are places in ourselves that are global and national circumstances. Maybe for some of us, we've never met before these these places where we've had to go. And I'm staying in general, in general, because I don't want to make meaning for anyone other than myself here, right? What I would like to do is offer up a little bit of what that's been like and where you resonate and where it might help refill your cup That's my intention in sharing the perspective today. So the last year has brought up a lot of things. Uh, My work in the helping fields, um, but also just personally, professionally, spiritually. And I've spent more time than I care to admit being afraid. First, being afraid of the virus, of the impact it might have on my family, on my community, and the world. And then as I started to learn more about that and figure out how we needed to navigate within that as a family, my other concern shifted to not wanting to hurt or offend others. Personally, globally, politically, you name it. Until I got myself into 
a wormhole of really feeling like there wasn't a lot I could say or speak to without fear of hurting deeply someone I love or without fear of being deeply misunderstood. Even down to pictures that I posted from judgments that might be made around how our family was choosing to navigate this season or the assumptions that might be made around how we care for each other, how we care for our world. And I just want to speak to this, friends, because if you too have been concerned for how to walk in this as a caring human of others, for how to be as inclusive as possible, for how to not cast anyone out of your heart in this season of such divide. I share this because you're not alone. And we can make so many, myself included, assumptions around how someone may perceive us, around a right or wrong, around what someone believes personally, politically. And there are a lot of, for better or worse, easy determinants of that right now. Whether or not someone wears a mask in a particular circumstance, whether or not someone frames their Facebook profile with a particular statement, just to name a couple become places where we can swiftly categorize ourselves and each other. And I've had no shortage of challenge around this. Even in closest, dearest circles, and perhaps that's part of the dharma of finding peace where we are. I'm deeply grateful to have every possible, not every possible, but several different beliefs present amongst those I love and am the closest to in my life. That didn't always used to be the case. At one point in my life, I was mirrored. There it is. It all comes back to love in the mirror. At one point in my life, I was definitely mirrored by a sort of collective echo and there's a lot being said about this lately too, that someone could roll their eyes in a particular direction or make a statement about what a person on one side of the political aisle or the other, or you name it. And there would just be an assumption of understanding and agreement that was often met. It didn't need to be met with a great deal of research or challenge. It was just understood. Now, there was great comfort in that, in those chapters of my life. And again, you may resonate with this, you may not, but when you just know that there is a mutual understanding, sort of that within culture or shared set of beliefs, assumptions, experiences, that you don't have to translate so much. 
It's deeply comforting. And may I say, I've seen it become deeply comforting for myself and many, especially in the past year when we have, my friends, when our society has endured a lot of slings and arrows, a lot of fear. It can be so richly comforting to lean into that which we know further and wrap ourselves around that like a warm blanket. And myself, what I did sort of to cope in the last year was to wrap myself up in a bit of Switzerland neutrality or anonymity even because I wanted to stay in close connection and in loving relationship with so many that I knew with different perspectives. And I've been shedding my grief around this lately because can I just give us a place to own the collective grief of getting through the last year of the waves, the major, major ups and downs for some of us, things have been brought to light that we never looked at before. For some of us, we're finally able to say, finally, you're looking at this. This has been hurting me for a very long time. Please look more. So if it's been comfortable for you to lean into the familiar, into perhaps one side, whatever that is for you, if it's been comfortable to lean into your intuition and belief system that walks you through times like these, right? My goodness, you're not alone there either. I've never seen a time like this in my lifetime where such truly conflicting realities were lived out so fully by so many. And such conflicting realities by dear-hearted, compassionate, intelligent, incredible humans are running parallel with each other. And so I wonder when we look at filling our cups, right? Is there anything that for you, you might put down for a moment? The grief, the straddling, the striving, the reaching for the best possible solution, the quarantining, the stepping out of quarantine, the following to the best of your abilities, whatever dare I say, exhaustion levels you have reached in the last year? Nope, that's not a projection. (laughs) Trust me, whenever I share any emotional state, I'll claim it first, speaking from my own truth, and you apply what is relevant for you. But exhaustion, grief, anger, rage, terror, frustration, deep abiding sadness and loss, Is there a place, my friends, where you might allow your shoulders to drop a bit, your belly to soften a bit, and to release some of that at this time? 
you will know what is ready to release and you will know what you need to maintain right now, whatever season is happening for you. So I ask you a few rhetorical questions, but some just for an invitation of heart, just to speak to you. Who do you miss right now? Is there someone in your life who maybe is posting something different than what you believe in or agree with? Is there someone who has needed to make different choices than you from their own wisdom, perhaps who you fear judgment around? And then where may you be protecting yourself or walling off? We only, I know, we only can do so much, right? But one thing I keep coming back to over and over again is, quite frankly, it's a quote from Rumi around that self-protection or around the separation when we start to feel so divided with each other in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our country, in our world, where can we first connect with ourselves, whatever we define to be that divine source? So the next breath, and I'll do a guided practice as I always do at the end of these, or as I often do, I should say. But where's the next breath and opportunity to connect with perhaps the energy of universal support that you've needed after this year, that you've needed through this year? It is your God, universe, higher self, the energy of love and compassion. How can we connect with that together? I promised you a Rumi quote, and it's a short little poem that I used to read after some of my yoga classes. He says, don't do a thing, just rest. For your separation from God, from yourself, is your hardest work in this world. Let me bring you something good to eat and drink and just let me get you a cushion for your head. Where can we do that for ourselves and allow ourselves to receive that offering first? So I by no means offer a prescription to heal the eternal illusion of separation I wish it were that simple, but I'm sharing some of the ways that it's worked in my own practice and my practice with clients. And one is first to connect deeply to ourselves, our own wisdom, our source of divinity, whatever we deem that to be, and connect to that receivership, right? It may for you be the breath 
If the breath is this bowl that can hold our inhales, our outs, our exhales, it can hold all the choppy versions of our breath. It can hold our respiratory challenges. It can hold our sobbing, our yelling. The breath can hold our laughter. The breath can hold our wailing. What is it for you that can hold the strain of division or separation from yourself? Is it just the base of a beautiful tree? Is it just imagining yourself held and basked in healing light, like a salve that enters the places that are tired and exhausted? Is it your source, your maker, whatever that is? May we tap in to that first, even if it's just for a moment, to get through the next moment, right? It doesn't have to be an end-all solution. In fact, it needs, in, in my understanding, it's needed to become a regular visitation schedule <laughs> with that which holds me safe. And I know I haven't visited in a while when I get really burnt out and exhausted. When I get overly concerned about what other people think, which as my favorite quote is, it's none of my business. So there's one offering. The next I always want to share is this discernment, right? We can discern between boundaries, what's harmful for us, and truly what blocks us from seeing the divine in another, from seeing that shared humanity in another. When we can tap in and see it within ourselves, our perfectly imperfect, messy, ridiculous selves. In my experience in this work over the years, it helps us to see it in each other. It, If we're seeing it in ourselves, we're less needing of others to see it in us first. We might be willing to extend the olive branch first, perhaps over and over again, depending on when we need to. But whenever I set talk about opening our hearts to others and seeing the, the purity, the goodness in another, it's never, of course, a reason to um, roll out the welcome mat to abuse, right? To become a doormat. Discernment and boundaries are beautiful tools. Oh my goodness. We can look around right now. There's a variety of circumstances upon which to say, you might make those choices. That is not right for me. It's not okay for me. I'm going to live and choose differently. I'm going to follow this source differently. And then, as compassion tonglen practice invites us to do, can we stretch ourselves from that anchor of connection to still see past a boundary we may need to set but see the sister or brother across from us. To say, I know I might be preaching to the choir here, friends. This is not a brand new idea or concept, but it's definitely been 
a heartfelt spiritual gymnastics for me over the last year (laughs) to say, you really feel and believe differently and I love you. Or you really feel and believe differently and I see you. I see the passion. I see the beauty. I see how much you care. I see the rooted place within you that needs and believes this so much. And that rooted place is the same as what's within me. It's the oneness. It's the oneness, my friends. If I've had a soapbox about anything this year, it's been about the division. It just hurts. And so I haven't actually felt safe speaking to it until now with this depth. Because I didn't want to offer up a recipe that was detached. I wanted to be vulnerable with you all and walk from the place of walking the walk myself. It is not easy. And it's entirely worth it. I've had the chance to cut dear ones out of my heart or not. And it hurts more to cut them out. I might still put up a boundary. We might still figure out the rules of engagement, so to speak. We might have strategy for how we communicate with each other around either topics that are off limits or perspectives that just need to be upheld and respected. Say we're not going to go there. Or if we are going there, here's how we'll do it. Here's how we'll do it in a way that's safe for each of us. And I am so deeply grateful for the friends and family who have honored those requests. You know who you are. So, (laughs) I want to take us through a little exercise. And it's one I've been using and unleading for years. And I thank uh, my dear friend and practitioner, Suzanne Botello, who taught this to me probably about 15 years ago. And it's really a holding of the union of opposites and inviting them into our heart just a bit. So, I invite you to always, if you'd like to take a pause, know this will take about five minutes and to go to the place that feels safe and relevant today, but also the place that will make the greatest impact in your own heart and that of the world. Because when we have the opportunity to clear and connect to our own hearts, then our whole intention, those things that we want to bring into the world, we are clearer. We hold more in our heart, but it doesn't have to be ours to carry. Such a difference. So I invite you to bring up a couple of folks in your mind's eye right now. The very tertiary part of this exercise will be, these are people who have opposing ideas, but they both are dear to you. You might highly resonate with one, in fact, and not the other. It can be folks aligned or disaligned around a particular issue, or it can just be, you know, someone whom 
you're like, ah, oh, this has been nagging at me. You're bugging me for a while. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it. Ah, it bugs me. Just, it could be just that, right? But in one hand, I'd like you to take um, the person, perhaps with whom you feel more alignment. And it could be alignment with how you're navigated COVID-19 or, excuse me, how you're um, living spiritually, how you're living um, in your political life, how you're li- living in your health life or your lifestyle choices. But it's someone with whom you feel a great deal of resonance. And you might know them really well or you might not. Could be based on just what you know about them. But there's an ease, there's an openness, there might be some of that leaning into familiarity. Just just easy, simple. Call the energy of that person into your right hand, would you? We'll take some breaths. And imagine the energy of this interaction. The energy of being around them. You know that when you're chatting about things, you're not going to have to explain a lot. It just feels fairly simple for you right now. Really hold that. You might also feel the weight of that in your right hand. Really get a texture of it. Perhaps it has a light or a color to it. The energy of this nature of connection. Really get familiar with it. Keep that in your right hand. And then I'd like you to bring into mind someone with whom you're in less alignment. Now we're not talking about someone with whom there's been significant trauma history or anything like that, but someone with whom you feel potential conflict. Perhaps you haven't seen each other for quite a while. And as you're preparing to, you wonder where you're going to stand with this person or you know for sure there's some distinct differences in beliefs. But this person matters to you. There's still an affinity for this person. And I'd like you to hold that energy in your left hand. Feel the energy of that tension, of that Longer distance, perhaps, in perspective. And the energy of their pure and simple humanity as well. Get a sense of what that color or texture or weight is in your left hand. And now as you breathe, take a deep breath. You're holding each of these beings, scenarios, and energies in each of your hands. I invite you to toggle back and forth. So let your next exhale spend a few breaths into that right hand. Opening your heart to the humanity of this person that you know respect, see. And then as you exhale, 
Next round, turn your full attention over to the left hand to perhaps the bit bumpier or edgier energy of this other person whom you also respect. See. Noticing that the edginess or bumpiness may be in your heart. Maybe it's around fear. Maybe it's around fear of rejection, not being expected to agree or align or accepted. Whatever comes up, just give yourself a few breaths, allowing yourself to be with this energy. You're doing wonderful. Take a deep breath. And now you're going to shift your attention back to the right hand. See the humanity in this being. Perhaps their pulse, their cares, their desire to have the world be better. Take your next breath over and focus on that left-handed energy. Focus, feel their humanity, their deep concern for the world to be better, the care they have for those they love, their pulse, and whatever else comes with it. At your pace now, for a moment, please go back and forth, shifting your focus from right to left. From that alignment to this opportunity. Good. You're not spending a lot of time now in either place. You're just honoring the energy, perhaps even a mantra of, I see you, and shifting over, I see you. With your next exhalation, I invite you to start to bring your hands together. So you're not joining the people, but you're joining the energies of this experience that you have of each of them. That relaxed or slightly conflictual, but find that unification of energy and feel the human experience they both share. Feel their pulse the energy that they offer their loved ones, the energy of their care, their concern, their striving, their grief. And to whatever degree you would like, go ahead and start to invite that shared experience into your heart space. You might even bring your hands into the heart. 
and allow that shared energy. See what's happened is the light shifting, changing, allowing your breath to deepen, to accommodate, not to close yourself out of the equation, but just your breath, your heart to expand the bowl of shared humanity, shared experience. To truly be with the light in each of these others as they are with the light in you. And whatever doesn't feel safe to invite into your heart does not need to come in. Trust your own beautiful intelligence and discernment here. But whatever can come into the heart from a place of deeper shared, I see you, foundation. I don't need to be just like you or express just like you. I see you. We're here. And then as you're ready, release your hands and spend a few breaths exhaling any energy you no longer need to bring with you, including any grief that's ready to release from this exercise, from this month, from this year. In your final exhalation, offering up that connection now back to your ground of being, to your source center that might be as simple as feeling your belly rise and fall with your breath. Or offering up an intention to take with you, a prayer in any way that allows that deeper healing of division, that deeper shared seeing of each other, or whatever you need deeply today, let that be your intention, your request. It is here for you. And I thank you for walking the bridge walk with me today, friends. I don't know if I've ever paused more in a podcast. But I thank you from the bottom of my heart for walking along with me. When we remember that we are connected and we are not alone, there's such comfort to be had no matter what we face next. We are supported, held, and we can do that for each other. And I thank you for the ways you do that for your own life, for the lives of your community, your family members, your clients, your world. Until next time, this is Shannon Bodie. If you'd like more resources, including some deeper exercises and uh, looking at that healing of division within ourselves and in relationship, 
please go to innerpeacerising.com. You can also email me, shannon at innerpeacerising.com for a variety of group coaching experiences, mindfulness practices, energy work that are here for you. And I thank you for being here today. Tune in next time for the Love in the Mirror podcast. And let's keep connecting to the peace that's right here.